there, and thank you for tuning in to the King's House Podcast. We are a non-denominational church located in McAllister, Oklahoma, reaching and serving those in our community and around the world. We believe church is not just something you go to, but a family you belong to. And a house is just a house until a family is there. Then the house becomes a home. So today we want to say, welcome home, as we jump into today's service. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. Look at your neighbor and say, are you excited to be in church this morning? Man, God's really good, isn't he? Man, he really is. God's a great God. And uh, um, man, I hope we don't ever grow tired and I hope it doesn't ever just become systematic like well you come to church and what we do first is we sing a couple songs and then somebody preaches I hope it never becomes that because worshiping Jesus is going to be one of the most important things that you learn how to do and develop in your life did you know that I mean I, I a lot of great things going on here at the church and and we take all of them so importantly we got all these programs and all this kid stuff and youth stuff and great things happening here guys but the number one reason that we're here today is a man named Jesus. And if he ever becomes not the center of everything that we do, man, we've, we've really lost the plot because I don't know about you today, but Jesus and his amazing love has completely changed and transformed my life. I can't imagine a single day of my life without Jesus. Do I have a witness this morning? I'm thankful for him. He's such a great God. And uh, we're kicking off a brand new series today called Love. And we're not going to just love, we're going to love with all your heart. Everything we do this year with all your heart. I'm going to start today in Matthew chapter 22, verse 36. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God. With all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Would you agree with me today, church, that this is a really important verse? If everything can be summed up with these two commandments, then I think it's worth us taking some time and diving a little deeper into, which is what we're going to do over the next three weeks. We're going to dive into this verse and see how this applies to our life and what that looks like in a very practical sense. And today and over the next several weeks, here's my challenge for everybody that's in the room this morning, that you would be open and honest with yourself as we go through these scriptures and as we begin to ask ourselves some questions, okay, to, to genuinely allow the Holy Spirit to analyze your heart. Not what you want your heart to look like, not what you hope your heart is someday, but as it is today to be open and honest and, and genuinely let the Holy Spirit in there and do some work. Can you agree to do that today? Yeah, let, let's just have a little word of prayer before we dive in today. Father, we thank you so much. I'm so... 
uh, incredibly thankful and grateful for your amazing love, for the cross, for your sacrifice, for your blood, for all that you've done. And Holy Spirit, we just welcome you to have your way in this service, that you would just search our hearts, that you would do what only you can do, those deep works. Holy Spirit, if you don't, then I can't today. I just ask that you would speak through me and that the lives would be genuinely changed, not just for a few minutes, but for the rest of eternity, that you would do a deep work in our lives. We're going to be so careful to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Everybody says, amen. If all the, the laws, if all the commands are wrapped up in this verse to love the Lord your God, then I think the question that we need to start asking ourselves this morning is this, how should I love God? How, genuinely, how should I love God? What does that look like tomorrow morning when I get out of bed? I've said it before, it's really easy to be a Christian on a Sunday morning when you're surrounded by other Christians, right? If you're in this place and you're not like loving on Jesus, you're kind of the odd man out, like it's called positive peer pressure, right? But tomorrow morning when you get back in reality, that's not always the case. So how should I love God? What should that look like? This verse gives us some pretty clear directives that I just want to go over with you. The first thing that you need to do when you ask, how should I love God? Well, you should be loving God with all my heart. That's the first thing. That's, that's how we should love God, with all my heart. Well, what does that mean exactly, Pastor Mark? Well, Matthew chapter 6 says this. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you want him to have your heart, and I hope that we all do, but if we want him to have our hearts, the first thing we need to be asking is this, is he my treasure? Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. And if you're going to love him with all your heart, then he has to be your treasure, the first thing you need to be honestly asking yourself this morning is that, is he my treasure? Is Jesus the most important thing in my life? Well, how would I even know that, Mark? How would I, is there like a test that you take? Yes, there honestly is. And if it's okay with you, I'm just going to get on your toes for just a second. Would that be all right? I mean, I'm going to do it regardless of what you say. I'm just trying to be polite. Here's the fastest, quickest way to know if God is your treasure, if he's the most important thing in your life. There's only two places you need to look, and they're simple. And you can quickly look at these two things. But where you need to look to find out, is he the most important? You need to look at your calendar, and you need to look at your bank statements. Because where you're spending your time and where you're spending your money, friends, that is the most important thing in your life. And the air just got sucked out of the room. <sighs> Sorry about that. Does God have your time? Does he have your attention? Does God have your affections? Does he have your thoughts? Do you think about him? Right? Let me give you just some, some casual relationship advice to you this morning, okay? I have been married for 18 years. I'm a little bit of an authority on the matter at this point. Yes. Here's some casual advice for you that I think will help married people and maybe even single people more. Here's a true statement. If you love someone, spending time with them will not be a chore. 
When you love somebody, you want to spend time with that person. I do a lot of premarital counseling, and the girl's all upset because he would rather hang out with his friends, and he would rather stay up all hours of the night playing Xbox and pretending to be a third year. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, Pastor Mark. Well, the truth is, he's just not that into you. Because if you love somebody, it's not a chore to spend. Well, Pastor Mark, I don't know what to do. I just can't get her time. I just can't get her attention, but I just love her. And I know she loves me, but she just doesn't really want to spend that. Sorry, brother. She's just not that into you. Stop being a stalker and move on with your life. It's getting weird, bro. Come on. Move on to greener pastures. Here's a true statement that I've seen proven time and time again in my 39 laps around the sun, is that people will always make time for what is most important in their life. It's the truest thing I'm gonna say today. Take it to the bank. People will always make time for what's most important. I've had tens of thousands of people the last 23 years. I've met all over planet Earth. Well, Pastor Mark, I feel called to do this, and I wanna be involved in this ministry, and I wanna, but, you know, I'm just super tied up over here, and I just gotta, no, 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 no buts. And I'm not judging you. It's okay to go do those other things, but just quit acting like you don't have time. Because you have time, you're just spending time doing other things that God hasn't called you to do. And everybody says, Woo, yeah, you're glad you came to church this morning, aren't you? See, don't call me after about 10 o'clock at night. Because about 9.30, I'm getting in bed. I mean, unless there is an emergency, I'm not going to answer. Leave me a voicemail. Text me. I'll get back with you later. Okay? But at 9.30 or 10, I'm getting in bed. And I'm watching The Office. And I'm just slowly winding down and I'm laughing. It's just, man, I, I love going to sleep. The Office is a great thing to go to sleep to. If you haven't tried it, you need to. I, I highly recommend it. And it's been my life I mean, I've always been that way. I'm up at 4.30 or 5 most mornings. I go to bed early. I get up early. Except there was about a three-year stretch in my life. I met this girl named Erica Whitehead. And there was about a three-year span where we were dating. And Mark wasn't getting to bed at 9.30 anymore. Can you believe that? Mark was getting to bed at 1, at 2, at 3. Those little annoying little brrrr things on the side of the road, you know what I'm talking about? I can't tell you how many times those saved my life. Driving home at 3 a.m. because I can't get enough of this girl, man. I want to be with her. It's not a chore. She has my time. She sure enough still has my money. Come on, some husband somewhere. She's my treasure. Be honest with yourself. Does he really have your heart? Does he really, do you really love him with all your heart? Or has perhaps maybe something else in life taken his place? The second way that we should love God is I'm gonna love him with all my heart and I'm gonna love him with all my soul. This is, this is how we should love him. Now, first we need to define what is your soul? How do you love something with your soul? Well, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So the question I want you to ask yourself this morning is this. Does God move your emotions? Because if he doesn't, he wants to. 
Something's missing in your life if God doesn't move your emotions. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm just, I'm not wired that way. You're different. I'm just not a highly emotional person. And I understand that, okay? I know not everyone is, man, I'm really high and I'm really low, and that can change in a five-minute span. I mean, I'm a little bit of a prima donna. You can just ask Erica. Roller coaster with Mark some days, okay? But the thought of like, I'm just not, I'm not really an emotional, I don't express myself that way. That's just not true, friend. Stop lying to yourself, okay? Because if I was to hand you a million dollar check today, we would see some emotions. I've watched OU football with some of you freaks. I've seen some emotions, okay, right? I would say OSU football, but there's really never much to cheer for. So I've watched OU football with some of you. I've literally seen, you're welcome, Todd. I love you, baby. I've literally seen people in this room be restrained at a little league game because you are making a fool of yourself cheering for a four-year-old t-ball game. Friends, you have emotions. Let's not pretend like we don't. There's times I'm driving in the car and I look in the rearview mirror and I see my two little babies. They're not babies anymore. Melody's 15, Sawyer just turned 12. But maybe some of you, you parents can relate. There's moments where they take my breath away. I mean, truly, like, they're the most beautiful, the most wonderful. I could never deserve a blessing like those babies. I mean, they are the light of my life. Melody is the most stubborn, hard-headed, difficult, and I love her for it. Like, it just reminds me of little me. Like, don't ever back down, baby. She's going to change the world, I'm telling you. The most beautiful little redhead. And saw you're so full of life and joy. The world is a better place because Fast Snake lives in it, truly. I mean, there's nobody else like him. But there's times they just, they take my breath away. It moves my emotions as a father. 18 years later, can I tell you, Erica Hennon still takes my breath away. There's nobody else on planet Earth quite like her. And someday she quite literally takes my breath away. For years, we watched every single UFC pay-per-view that was ever aired. The main event starts at like 1130, so I don't do that as much anymore, you know what I'm saying? One day, I'm sitting on the edge of my bed, and I'm just minding my own business, tying my shoes. I feel these little arms wrap around my neck. I thought it was my wife giving me a loving hug. The little arms began to get tighter around my throat. I realized that Erica has me in a rear naked choke that we had just watched the night before on UFC. She's got it locked in, man. It's and I'm like, oh, baby, you know, uh, tap, tap. The more I tap, the tighter she squeezes. My arms are flailing. I don't remember a whole lot after that, friends. Next thing I know, I'm waking up. Erica's on top of me, shaking me. Mark, wake up. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Like, yes, you did. I told you to stop, and you squeezed harder. You meant to. It's a lie. She takes my breath away. True story. Right? True story, yes. She full-on choked me out. True story. Your emotions, your, your, your mind, your will, your emotions, your soul. Let me ask you this question concerning your soul. Who's winning the war of the wills in your life? Because you have a will, but I hate to tell you that you're born a sinner. Your heart is deceitfully wicked according to scripture. So usually what you want to do and what you should do is not the same thing, friends. So who's winning the war of the wills in your life? You're going to say, I'm going to love God with all my soul, 
Well, then that means that he should be winning more of those battles and you should be losing perpetually more and more and more of those battles. He should be getting his way in your life. So again, friends, do you love Jesus with all your heart? Do you love him with all your soul today? And the last way that we should be loving God is we should love him with all our minds. And I don't just mean think about him, although we should, when you love somebody, think about them. But let me ask you this. Are you allowing Jesus to brainwash you? And I don't mean that in a creepy cult kind of way. No one's going to pass out Kool-Aid later, I promise. But your mind should be getting washed. When you love Jesus with all your mind, you're giving him permission to renew your mind with the washing of his word and his truth. Because we grew up in this broken, sinful world, and we've developed some very unhealthy thought processes and perspectives that have led us into destruction time and time and time again. We need to let somebody with an answer come in and retrain that brain just a little bit. Are you with me? Are, are you beginning to think more like Jesus thinks? Are you beginning to see things more like Jesus sees things? When you talk, are you beginning to sound more and more like Jesus? Because this is the goal, to be transformed into his image. This is the journey that every believer is on every day. How can I become less like me and more like Jesus? It's very concerning what's happening in the world. More and more Christians don't sound very Christian. They're sounding more and more and more like the world. The word of God is no longer determining in their thought processes or beliefs least they're allowing the world to shape those things and the world's lost and broken that's a problem friends so to love God with all your mind is to surrender your thoughts and your beliefs to his thoughts and his beliefs that's what it looks like on a daily basis I don't know why because I don't have very many answers but people ask my opinion all the time on all sorts of issues happening in the world and political things and here's what I tell them I don't have an opinion because Mark Hinnon has been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And Christ lives through me as he should you. So Mark Hinnon doesn't have an opinion on anything going on in the world, but he sure does. And his opinion is my opinion. And what his word says, I say, is truth and what we should build our lives and our families on. Are you loving God with all your heart? With all your soul, are you loving God with all your mind today? And I want to shift gears just a little bit because I believe that it, if many people in this room were to truly be honest with themselves, what I just described to you, how we should love God, it feels quite impossible to you. If you were to be honest with yourself, I believe there's even some of you in this room that are feeling more discouraged right now than you were like 10 minutes ago. Like, why did I come to church for Pastor Mark to beat me up? I'm supposed to feel better about myself, not worse about myself. But the more I talked about what your life should look like, the more it has felt unattainable to you, and you feel yourself getting more and more disappointed and discouraged. 
And let me tell you why I think that is, because if that's you this morning, and I hope you're willing to be honest with yourself, if it is you, the reason I think that is is because I believe you're missing the most important element in, the, in this life of following after Jesus. And here's some truth. Take a picture, write it down today, whatever you need to do. The truth is you will never be able to love God the way that I just described until you know how much he loves you. You can't do it. First John chapter four proves my point. Listen to this. We love him. Yeah, we love Jesus with our heart, our soul, our mind. But how or why do we do that? We love him because he first loved us. Man, you will never be able to live the kind of life that Jesus wants you to live. A relationship with him will never feel anything like but a chore until you really get the revelation that Jesus loves me. You have to understand today that he's not asking you to do anything that he's not already doing. Sounds in Paul, I gotta love him with my heart, my soul, my, he's not asking you to do anything that Jesus isn't already doing. Can I tell you today that Jesus loves you with his whole heart, every single bit of it. John 3, 16 says this, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now we would all agree all across this room to believe that God loved his only son, Jesus. And we would all say, yes. Well then what does that say about you, friend? If God loved his one and only son so much, however he was willing to give that one and only son for you, then what does that say about you, friends? You are so loved by God this morning. He loves you with his whole heart. I, this was probably the first verse I ever learned as a, a small child, for God so loved. And for years of my life, I questioned, like, what does that really mean? I mean, I love my mom, I love my dad, I love my dog, but what does it mean to so love? And then 15 years ago, when they put that little red-headed baby in my arms for the first time, in that moment was the first time I ever said, oh, that's what so loved means. That was the first time in my life that I ever really knew what unconditional love was, okay? I love my wife. We've been married for 18 years. She puts up with a lot. She's a good woman, love her. But let's be honest with ourselves, there's some conditions on that. There's some strings attached to that love. <gasps> what a horrible thing to say on your anniversary, Mark. No, it's true, and it's true for you too. Don't lie to yourself. We've had a wonderful 18 years, I love her. But listen, if Erica was to come to me today and say, hey, Mark, just thought you should know, I slept with like 47 different dudes yesterday. Like, That's probably going to change things just a little bit. Would you agree with that? That means there's some strings attached. There's some certain expectations that I have on a relationship with my wife. However, there's absolutely nothing that my daughter could ever tell me that would ever change the way I think of her, 
feel about her, love her. Friends, it is unconditional. And Jesus loves you with that kind of love. You don't deserve it. You can't earn it and you can't change it, friends. He loves you with his whole heart today. He loves you with all of his soul. You move the emotions of God when he thinks about you. Zephaniah 3.17 says this, for the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. That's talking about you, friend. Yes, you. He will take delight in you with gladness, with his love. He will calm all your fears and he will rejoice over you with joyful songs. I looked up what this word rejoice means in the Hebrew and it doesn't mean like a golfer clap. It translates as violent emotion. It translates to somebody that is spinning and twirling and dancing and literally just making a fool of themselves. What does that mean for you today, friends? That means that God gets excited when he thinks about you. You move his emotions. You move the heart of God. That's the kind of love that he loves you with, all his heart, all his soul. And he loves you today with all of his mind. And man, I hope you can grab a hold of this. Psalms 139 says this, how precious are your thoughts about me. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. Can I tell you today, friends, you are always on his mind. And the creator of the universe never stops thinking about you. Come on, man, that's an unbelievable, incredible kind of love. And when you experience that kind of love, can I tell you firsthand, it gets so much easier to follow Jesus. Following him doesn't feel like a chore or a job anymore. Listen. I grew up in a wonderful Christian home, but the churches that we were in, I learned a lot more about religion than I did relationship. I knew all about legalism. I knew all the things that I wasn't supposed to do. I lived in this constant perpetual state of fear because we grew up believing that you could be saved one minute and then like drop one little F word and then you're unsaved. Right? And so, like, how many sins does it take to get unsaved? I don't know. I've never read that scripture. But every single day, like, one minute I'm saved, unsaved, saved, unsaved, saved, unsaved. I mean, it's just this miserable way to live your life. Going to bed at night, is the rapture happening tonight? I hope my heart's ready. Oh, God. It's a terrible way to live. Until I was 16 years old, and at my lowest, most sinful point in life, I experienced the love of Jesus. And for the first time in my life, I thought I could live the rest of my life for that. And can I tell you, here we are 23 years later, and I'm more in love with Jesus today than I was 23 years ago. I'm more passionate about Jesus today than I was 23 years ago. I'm more determined to share his word than I was 23 years ago. When you experience God's love, it's the ultimate of all game changers. It is, and that's, that's my prayer for you today. Jesus had three very close friends who were all siblings. Mary, Martha, and her brother Lazarus. Now Lazarus had become very sick, 
And Jesus was ministering in a city, you know, several cities away. So they, they sent word to Jesus. And their attempt is, I got to get Jesus back here because they know Lazarus is dying. So when I put myself in that scenario, if somebody that I cared about was dying, and I knew Jesus was a few towns away and I needed to get him in a hurry, like I would probably qualify those statements just a little bit. When I sent word, I'd probably say, hey, Jesus, Lazarus, you know the dude that never misses church. You know that dude that volunteers everywhere and he serves? Jesus, Lazarus, he's the first one here. He's the last one to leave. Come on, Je Lazarus. You, Jesus, you know, he lets you stay in his house for free. He gives you all that food. I mean, Lazarus treats you. This is Lazarus I'm talking about. He's sick. Because we feel like we have to, to qualify, quantify our request to God with this belief that God's love can be earned or lost depending on how good or bad we are in that moment. I want you to look in John chapter 11. They didn't, the sisters didn't take this path at all. When they sent word to Jesus, it was this simple request. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. No bells, no whistles, no qualifiers, no contingencies, no explanations. They only said what mattered the most and the thing that would be true throughout all of eternity. Plain and simple, they had the revelation that Jesus really loved Lazarus. The one you love, Jesus. Nothing about his church attendance, nothing about his giving. The one you love, Jesus. Not because of what Lazarus had done, not because of what Lazarus could potentially do for the ministry, just the understanding of that's who Jesus is. He loves in an unconditional, eternal kind of way. I'm afraid that oftentimes in churches, we've got things really mixed up and backwards. We've really made the gospel about us and how it benefits us and how it helps us. And there's truth to that. It's just not the whole truth. One thing I don't ever want you to be confused about concerning the gospel. Don't ever think that the gospel is a story about how much you love God because that's not at all what the gospel is. The gospel is a story all about how much God loves you. You're not the star of the story, friends. He's the star of the story. And it's all about his love, his goodness, his forgiveness. All you are is the proud recipient of this amazing love. That's, that's your only role. I don't know what all you're going through today, and I don't know what all you're facing with your family and your marriage and your home, and it's a lot going on in the world today. But let me tell you one thing that I do know to be absolutely certain today is that every person in this room, you are so loved by God. Not just loved, so loved in an unconditional, no strings attached kind of way. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you come from. If you will give him the opportunity, he can change everything in your life. And he can change your forever. And that's the good news of Jesus Christ this morning, King's House. That's the good news. That's the gospel. All across this room, would you just bow your head and close your eyes? There's probably some first-time guests here today. Yes, I'm always this inappropriate. 
Maybe it's your first time. Maybe you've been here for years and years and years. Being honest with yourself, I just want you to ask yourself this question. Have I really been born again? Have I really made Jesus the Lord and the Savior of my life? I'm not talking about going to church. I'm not talking about knowing about Jesus. Knowing about him and knowing him is two very different things. I want to ask you, do you remember the day? Not the date, like April whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. But do you remember the day? where you felt the Holy Spirit pulling on your heart, when you felt that love, when you felt that conviction? Do you remember when you invited the Holy Spirit into your life, when you made Jesus your Savior? And in that moment, did something change in your life? Because when the creator of the universe comes to take residence inside of you, something should change, something should be different. But maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Mark, I don't know that I've ever truly made Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to give you that opportunity today. With nobody peeking, every head bowed and eye closed, I promise I'm not going to embarrass you in any way, shape, or form. But if that's you today and you just say, Pastor Mark, today's the day. I want to know. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. If that's you, would you just lift your hand real quick? Thank you. See that hand and that hand and that hand. Anybody else? I, yeah, I see those hands and that hand and that hand in the back. Praise God. That hand. You can put your hands down, guys. Thank you so much. Here's what I want you to do. I just want you to grab the hand of the person on your left or on your right. I don't want anybody to, to, to pray alone in this place. If you would, just repeat this prayer after me. It's not a magic prayer. It's your heart saying, Jesus, I need you. And I believe you've already done that by raising your hand. So just pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I repent. I need you to be my Savior. I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose from the dead. And I believe you're the only way to heaven. From this day forward. My whole life belongs to you. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Hey, let's give God some praise if we could. Eight people just said yes to Jesus. It's the greatest of all miracles. If you would just bow your head one more time before we leave. I believe there's some other people here that, man, you know you're born again. You're going through a tough time. You know you're born again, but... Pastor Mark, I just want to experience God's love and his presence in a real life-changing kind of way like what you're describing. If that's you today, just lift your hand up. I just want to know who I'm praying for. I just want to experience God in a new and deeper way. Thank you. I see all those hands. You can put those hands down. Let me just pray over you this morning. Holy Spirit, you know every need in this place. You've seen every hand. You know their situations. I don't. Their friends may not even know, but God, you know. And I know there's so many things that we have to take by faith in this walk of Christianity. But I also believe that you are a really great dad. And that you're the kind of dad that wants his kids to know him, to experience him, to have a real relationship. So, Father, every one of these hands that's raised, as they commit to seek you with all their heart, God, I pray that you would let them find you. 
in ways like they never even thought possible. God, tonight, tomorrow, in the days and weeks to come, God, that you would just make yourself so real that they would experience your love and presence in ways like they never had before, and it would transform them, change them from the inside out. We're saying yes to you and following you wouldn't be a chore, but it would be something that they get to do because living a life for you is the best way we could ever spend our life, Jesus. Father, I thank you for everything you've done, for everything you're going to continue to do. You're such a great God, and we're going to be so careful to give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Hey, as you leave today, there's some papers by the front door. It's got some descriptions, some QR codes for some of you that weren't here last week, some of the new ministries we're starting. So stop by those doors, get a piece of paper as you leave. Loads of love today at uh, one o'clock, right? One, one thirty? Yeah, one o'clock right here in the Great Hall. Thank you, King's House. God bless you. Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you are ever in need of prayer or wish to speak to a pastor, please email us at info at And if you would like to give towards the ministry of the King's House, you can do so by visiting our website, thekingshouse.church slash giving, or you can text any dollar amount to the number 84321 and simply respond to the prompts sent back to you. If you're ever around the area and want to visit, we meet each week at 124 V Hubert Smith Drive in McAllen. Oklahoma. You can even plan your visit ahead of time where you can reserve your seat, your parking spot, and even pre-check in your children before arriving on the Sunday service of your choice. Just fill out the quick form at our website. Hey, we know life is busy, so be sure to click the subscribe button so you can catch all our latest messages. You can even listen to KH Worship original songs from Spotify, Apple Music, or other streaming services. We look forward to seeing you soon.